Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Natural Man podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only. and should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man podcast podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcomes that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of the Natural Man podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Natural Man podcast. This is the Natural Man podcast. Well, I'm excited today because this is like, this is kind of like a collab. I've never done a collab before, right? Like, this is like a real collab. So, um, with a fellow podcaster, Marianne Iveson, she has this wicked podcast called Let's Take This Outside. And just for a quick intro, you're an aspiring outdoor athlete, you're a nature lover, and, uh, you're pa- you're so passionate about this that you went and made this unique podcast called Let's Take This Outside. Um, like, tell me about that. So I, I have to tell you the story, first of all, of how this all came to be. Um, because our mutual friend, um, Matt Kundal, uh, he runs the podcast network that I'm a part of. And right. he, like, I, I love that guy. And he's like, you should really do a podcast. He's, and I'm like, I want to do it do it on something I'm passionate about. And it's so crazy how fast the title Let's Take This Outside came to me. You know, it's a little bit of a play on words and people seem to like the title and I think it's it's catchy. Um, but I'm a little bit biased. But it was... I love it. <laughs> like, it sounds like there's a brawl, like a looming brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the love of nature. That's the whole point. That's, yeah. the whole point. That's the whole point of it. That's the irony. Yeah. So, but I knew how much of an undertaking that a podcast is. I know that you know it is as well. Um, yeah. But it had to be something that I was passionate about, that I loved. And so I very easily landed on my passion for the outdoors and nature and exploring. And it happened so easily. And now it's, we're about a year and a few months in, and I've been releasing bi-weekly episodes. And I've had no shortage of really wonderful guests to talk to. I've been, I've been really lucky that way. And uh, the amount of different stories that have been told has been really really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I've, I've listened to, to a number of episodes and, uh, I love the content. I love the content that you're doing, Marianne. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah. What, uh, okay. So you're, you're an aspiring outdoor athlete. What does aspiring mean? You're either doing it or you're not in the case of like you, you're active. Mm -hmm. I've talked to you Mm -hmm. off mic Mm -hmm. a number of times like you're active, you're doing it, you're you're exercising, you're doing stuff, you're mm-hmm. athletic. So what's why aspiring? I don't understand. Aspiring because I'm surrounded by I would call them real athletes. So when I say aspiring athlete, you could say I'm like a recreational athlete more than anything. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I'm in something I'm calling my rest girl phase. 
Um, and that's, I've been in my rest girl phase since I started my business and started the podcast. So that means that my business and everything and making money in this crazy economy is kind of like the number one thing, but my physical and mental well-being, I've always had to work really hard the last couple of years to make sure that that is also priority because that I'm, I'm no good in business. I'm no good in the rest of my life if I'm not getting outside, right? I'm not, yeah. right? So yeah. Um, when I say aspiring outdoor athlete, I just mean that I love all types of outdoor activity, like in the summer, because I'm here, I'm in Canada, I'm in Ottawa, I'm in the capital of Canada. Um, I get all, we get all four seasons. So in the summer, I love to ride my bike. I have to say that might be my new favorite thing. And hiking as well is hiking's my first like true love that I've been doing the longest. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like the, the, the slowest, most the easiest way for me to connect to nature, I would say, is hiking. That's my first true love. Biking is definitely one of those things that um, you can do slowly and easily or really get your heart pumping. Um, yeah. And in the winter, I love to cross-country ski. is kind of my main sport. But occasionally, I have friends who rock climb and do all those things, and, and I'll occasionally join them. So uh, when I say aspiring athlete, I mean um, I have my main sports, but I'm willing to kind of try everything. I'm not exceptionally good at anything. I just get by on most things and I'm able to join people on things. That's the kind of shape I want to be in. But right now, all I'm doing, I'm not racing. I'm not doing anything. All my only goal right now is to get outside every day, even if it's just for a walk. A walk is like the best. A walk is the best. A walk is the easiest thing, especially if you live in a really nice neighborhood or a neighborhood that's close to nature. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, I, I think... That's awesome. And I try to do the same thing. I try to, fortunately, I live where there's a lot of sunlight. And so I, sunlight's like a priority for me. Like when I'm done this podcast with you, I'm going out in the sun. Like that's, that's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just structured into my day. And I tried to build my day around it when possible. Obviously with traveling and stuff, it can be difficult in those cases, but like, like a lot of us has, a lot of us have lost our connection to nature Mm -hmm. and I think when we reconnect with it, it makes such a difference. Like this past weekend, um, I went two hours north of where I live and I went kayaking. And I haven't done that in like, honestly, six years. Last time I went kayaking on a on a lake. Mm. And I got to tell you, like, it was therapeutic. It wasn't like intense. I wasn't I wasn't paddling like really hard and you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just a enjoyable leisurely experience over a small uh, lake. And I mean, the therapeutic benefits of that mm-hmm. were unreal. And as much as I try to get out in nature, I don't do it enough. Um, but it's awesome that it's awesome that you're trying to do that on, on the regular because, um, that beats any pill we can take for anxiety or anxiousness or anything. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Actually, I know exactly what you mean. To deal with the last few years, um, there, you know, I don't have the scientific data right in front of me by any means, but there's so much proof. There's so much proof that even getting outside, moving our bodies outside, soaking in vitamin D is incredibly beneficial to our physical and mental well-being. And there is actually a program here in Canada where doctors are able to prescribe nature uh, to deal with certain ailments. It depends, you know, exactly what it is. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with mental health and that kind of came to be throughout the pandemic. And that's, I, I believe it's called Park uh, Park Prescriptions. 
Um, so I think, so the fact that doctors are like, yes, this is a big part of it, moving your body outside and they're confirming this. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think that kind of merges with, you know, I'm sure what you talk about in the holistic side of, of well-being as well, right? Yeah. So, so tell me about that. How do, how do you prescribe nature? Is that like, do you fill out a prescription that you can't actually, read from a doctor? Or I actually How does that work? Imagine, so what does this say? <laughs> I can't read this. You, like you bring it to your pharmacist and they're like, we yeah. can't fill this. What is this? Yeah. Is that a statin drug? What, what is that? Is I can't. <laughs> what is this? Uh, no, you can't put nature in a pill, but what you can, I kind of wish you could, right? Oh, no kidding. Wouldn't it be easier? You could just sit Ugh. on the couch and get nature. <laughs> so easier. Speaking of which, I think you and I talked about this too. Um, specifically Canadians, a lot of us lack vitamin D because of where we are along the, you know, we're so far, far north. Um, and it's right. wild. I remember it was a few years ago. I wasn't feeling very good. And I went to my doctor and got my blood checked. And for the, I was, I, I think this was the middle of the summer and I was outside all the time. And I went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, your vitamin D is low. And I've been supplementing, you know, just for me, it works. I, I supplement um, with a couple yeah. drops a day and then my vitamin D is fine now. But the fact, even the, with someone like me who loves to be outside, I was still short in vitamin D, right? Yeah. So what is yeah. everyone else feeling if they're not really going outside on on the regular? I know there's other. I'm like, is there other ways to get vitamin D other than the and the nature? Can you get it through? Do you know? Do you get it through plants or food or? You know what? Dietarily, like it's in eggs, it's okay. in it's in fish mm-hmm. in small amounts, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lamp that you can buy. Mm. See, see, vitamin D. Um, it comes from, there's different UV spectrums from the sun, right? So there's UVA, UVB, mm-hmm. and UVC. Um, and UVB, I believe, is the one that makes vitamin D when it hits your skin. So you can actually get these lamps, and I forget what it's called. I can look on my phone. It's like a blue, is it blue light? I don't like being on my phone when I'm on my podcast. No, not it's blue not light. blue light. It's red light? Blue light you want to avoid. <laughs> yeah. Is it infrared? Yeah, blue light you want to avoid. Um, it's... I don't think it's red light. Red light is infrared, so that's yeah. red light therapy. That's another that's yeah, another yeah. thing that's really good for you. Have you do you guys have those here we have spas where you can actually go and get red light therapy. You know about that. We talked about We've that. We talked right? about it. I I know yeah. there's a couple spots. I don't know about spas, but I know there are like I know there's a Cairo here that has that option. There might be like a couple you know, therapists that have it, you know, physiotherapists or chiropractors that have it. But when yeah. it comes to just being able to go to us, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's available, not in Ottawa anyway, that I know of, of like that, that's regular. Like, I don't know my other friends that are going to infrared therapy. Like that's not really oh, a thing weird. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, I know a guy that goes like weekly and he, he has uh, issues, I think with his, um, I can't remember if he, it was arthritic or something yeah. with his shoulder or something. And so he does red light in those specific areas and he notices a difference. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I haven't done it myself, but because I get sunlight daily, mm-hmm. um, there's red light in that too. So that's, that's the infrared, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the heat that you feel when the sun is on your skin. So that's penetrating your skin and it has a lot of therapeutic benefits. It actually stimulates your mitochondria to make more... Uh, melatonin, mm. which is not the sleep melatonin that you're using, but it's actually melatonin in your cells that kind of helps clear things up. It acts as an antioxidant. It gets rid of free radicals. Um, it's cancer preventative as far as I understand. Mm. So it's pretty wild. Um, 
before we get too far off track, it's uh, it's called the Sperti Vitamin D Lamp. Oh, cool. So it's S-P-E-R-T-I. So, yeah, so in the winter months, you could get a lamp that you could just sit under in your house and make vitamin D, as far as I know. I've never messed with it. But I, I feel like I need that. I th- feel like a lot of us need that for the winter because I think seasonal between again, the last few years have been a gong show. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think that seasonal affective disorder. I heard from a lot of people just anecdote anecdotally. Is that the right, right word? Um, yeah, that, anecdotally. anecdotally yeah. That, um, that people were it really affected them this year. I believe that we had like the least amount of sunlight in years here in really? Ottawa. For yeah, 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 or in Ontario, um, there was like a certain stretch. I think from January to March, we had the least amount of sunlight in a while, and people were like, "I'm sad. Like I'm just not wow. doing well." I didn't know and that. And I remember, it, yeah, I just remember it was lower amounts of sunlight. But I remember when we were first getting those nice spring days when the sun was out. You can actually notice the difference. You're just like when you feel the sun on your skin, that oh, yeah. feeling. It actually yeah. brings me back to a moment. And it's one of the, you know, those core memories that you have in your life. Oh, yeah, totally. So it brings me back to, I was hiking Kilimanjaro. This was like six years ago or so. And all I remember was feeling the sun on my face and like taking really slow steps because you're so high up. All I remember was that feeling and how, how great it felt to move my body in, in that way, that high up and that beautiful of a place. Yeah. And... So every time, this sounds ridiculous because it's almost every day in the summer, but every time I feel that sun and that warmth on my face, it brings me back to that memory and kind of knowing that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I remember. So sun is good for you is what. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I have a stupid question. Sure. Kilimanjaro. Sure. What's the altitude of that? Oh gosh. Is it 20? I believe it's between 18 and 20,000 feet. Wow. I'm forgetting. Okay, so, I'm forgetting exactly. I should know this. It's been a long time since I've done it. Okay, so since since you're that high elevated, mm-hmm. the UV index is much okay. higher. Also, right? I also want to point out that for myself, I do wear I do wear SPF for myself. I do wear it okay. um, uh, spe- specifically on my face. I'm Italian, so I don't burn very easily. But I really want to be careful yeah. on my yeah. face. Um, do you burn in Canada? Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you'll burn if you're outside? That's okay. Um, I, so I, I don't, I don't really, unless I'm, unless it's a really, a really high UV index. But I always wear sunscreen on my face. But my arms, my legs, I, I almost never burn. Okay. Yeah. You? I, I'll, no, I don't burn. But I'll, I'll tell you what. There's a, a a neurosurgeon whose work I follow, and he was talking about how um, if you get in the sun enough on a regular basis, and I like, I know that could be tricky for you just because mm-hmm. of the latitude that you live at uh, year round, um, you can actually build what's called a solar callus hmm. where your skin actually adapts to the higher index UV rays. Now, I am you know fair skinned, so I'm not gonna sit outside at a 12 UV index for 12 hours. Yeah. That'd be insane. Like I'll roast like, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll look like a lobster when I'm done that. Right. But, but, um, but I, I do a certain amount of time, like I might do an hour, um, you know, midday, and I don't burn. Now, I'll tell mm-hmm. you something. Um, when I used to live at a more northern latitude, I would vacation in Florida. And I remember going down to Florida, yeah. and um, I roasted. I didn't put any sunscreen on, and I was, like, so burnt that I was in pain. I could hardly move. It was that bad. And and that – I was in Miami, so that's 
um, similar to the latitude that I'm at now, mm -hmm. but now I don't burn ever. Um, I, I started going slowly, getting more adapted, and I have a year-round tan, which I think is kind of protective against burning. So um, even like I've spent four hours at a high UV index here just being outside at, you know, I don't know, friend's barbecue or wherever mm -hmm. I was, or uh, I don't remember where I was, but I was outside for hours and I, I literally did not burn. So I don't burn anymore. I went to a dermatologist back in January. Um, you know, he checked me out and he said, uh, your skin is, uh, your skin is very adaptive to the sun. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And he told me not to stay out of the sun and I never wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of mixed, we've talked about this, uh, not you and I, but I, mm -hmm. I had a uh, Troy Casey on uh, a couple years ago mm -hmm. talking about sunscreen mm -hmm. and, and sunlight yeah. and he was uh, dead against it. Mm -hmm. He's the certified health nut. Um, he's got a pretty big following and he's a pretty, he's a pretty yeah. fun dude to watch, to watch on YouTube. But, um, he's out in the sun all the time as well. And he's fair skinned like you and I. So yeah. it really, it really depends. I think it can get tricky for you just cause of your, like I said, your latitude, um, mm -hmm. that you can't. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't use sunscreen. So that, that's interesting. I don't know that, you know, I don't know the, any medical uh, science behind it or the pros, the cons, um, but I do know that when I have like a base tan, I don't, you know, I, later in the summer that I'm not burning, right? So yeah, the, yeah. clearly there's something, clearly there's something to it, right? Clearly there's something, and, yeah. and you've clearly adapted to where, to where you are now. Your skin and your body yeah. has adapted to it. Yeah, so consider getting one of those vitamin D lamps, Marianne. You know, you sound like my mom, actually. <laughs> hey, this is Mike C., and we want you to know that we only endorse products we truly believe in. We're an affiliate of best-selling author Dr. Carolyn Dean's RNA Reset Products, home of the famous Remag Liquid Magnesium Supplement. So when you go to RNAreset.com and make any purchases using the coupon code NATURALMAN, we get a commission. So if you like what we do, this is one way you can support the Natural Man podcast. Make your purchase now at rnareset.com using the coupon code NATURALMAN. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Thanks, Anna. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Just call me Anna from now on. No, seriously, my mom. My mom tells me I should get one. What to get a vitamin D lamp? Yeah, yeah, she said that. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, so she your mom's like on the cutting edge of medicine, and that's really mom, cool motherly yeah. advice. No, when I say my mom, like it's because my mom actually has said this to me. That's, that's awesome. Hilarious. That's awesome yeah, that she cool. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she's That's cool. really she's, cool. Your mom's adorable. like, does your mom live like healthy like you? Um, different. She has her, she has her own, her own issues and her own problems, but, um, yeah, she, she tries, she tries, she tries her best. Man, I wish my mom would have given me advice like that. That's cutting edge advice. Okay. She's a classic mom though. When it comes to, she, she's better at taking care of myself and my siblings and that's all she wants to do and think about and is like, yeah. she is the kindest, loveliest, most thoughtful person. And I'm, I know that's very lucky to say not everyone has that dynamic with their mother. Yeah. Um, so I will say that I appreciate her thoughtfulness, including the, the suggestion on the lamp in the, in the winter. That's great advice. That That's all moms though. I mean, that's most moms. I think right? so too. They care more about their kids than themselves. I mean, yeah, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough, obviously. Um, so you you did Kilimanjaro. So t- tell did, me about yeah. that. Like, what was that? What was that like? I do want to talk about the UV and how that affected me as well. Um, yeah, Kilimanjaro yeah, totally. was a super cool experience. Um, had a really great opportunity with... Um, uh, something called Dream Mountains, um, which essentially, you know, we all raise money and um, for different charities. And uh, so essentially, they, uh, the wonderful man, his name is Sean Dawson, who runs this, he brought people every year and cycled through Machu Picchu, Kilimanjaro, and Everest base camp. And I did Kilimanjaro. And I didn't do Machu Picchu. I did Kilimanjaro one year and Everest base camp the next year. So very, very fortunate. Very, very lucky. That was, you know, five and six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, life-changing experiences truly changed my, um, how I looked at the world, uh, how I deal, how, how I know how much I hate being at high altitude even though I did it more than once. Did you feel bad? Did you feel bad up there? I felt, I felt really, I did not feel good either time. Really? Uh, no, I did not. I did not do well. Um, and also there's, you know, you're eating different food. So there's the, the digestive stuff along with that too. Why but are you Kilima- eating different food? Because you're in, um, I have a really sensitive tummy. I will say that right now. Okay. Um, but when you're in um, Tanzania or when you're in Nepal, you're being served food that you usually might not eat i see what you're saying yeah or or the or the water might be different or even though they're they're you know sterilizing it or whatever that is if you have a sensitive stomach like it's there's just a it's like when people go it's not exactly the same but if people go to like cuba or mexico and they eat different food and what they're not used to right okay i got i got what you're saying okay i thought maybe there was a specific kilimanjaro diet No, 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 no. I wasn't understanding like okay you do the you do the you do the mountain and you eat you know, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I was way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, no, no. Just the food that you're, I actually, I couldn't eat a, cl- like, I loved Cliff Bars. And I remember I couldn't eat a Cliff Bar after for years because I brought a bunch on Kilimanjaro. Yeah. And then I couldn't eat them after because all I remember was just being nauseous and sick for, for days. Really? You think it's the lack of oxygen that, that, a hundred percent. When you're around 18, I think it's around, don't quote me on the numbers, but it's in the ballpark. When you're around 18,000 feet, you're breathing in half the amount of oxygen. And it's wild because some people fare really, really well. And some people don't. Um, they were telling me that, you know, professional hockey players had climbed a year before and they were rushing up and weren't, um, uh, they weren't adjusting to the altitude and were very, very sick. Yeah. So yes, it's, it's good to be in good shape. Um, but taking it slow and adjusting to altitude is absolutely key. Staying hydrated, uh, eating enough calories is all very, very important. And yeah, back to your UV thing. I remember 
I burned so, 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 so bad in Tanzania. I, I burned so bad in Kilimanjaro. I could not wear enough sunscreen. Like my lips were destroyed. My face, wow. I had like some freckles after for a while. Yeah. Um, I burned really, really bad because I don't, I don't know what the UV index would be that high, but it's, it's, it, uh, yeah. I it's imagine aggressive. it's crazy. Have yeah. you ever seen mountaineers wearing those? It looks like a tent over their noses. No, I don't know if I have. Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture after. Someone actually okay. gave me one because my nose was so, so burnt. So yeah. burnt. That's crazy. Yeah. So honestly, like even though it was a life-changing experience, it was um, it's way easier when you look back on it and you're like, oh, that was amazing. But I also remember so I suffered a lot. I suffered a lot. Yeah. It was it was it was nausea. It was not feeling well. It was like the intense headaches. It was it was all of those things. And I think most people experience some sort of symptoms at high altitude. Yeah. I have a friend though who did both of those hikes with us. His name's Patrick. Patrick, I'm not kidding, smoked the entire way up really? and was fine. He was fine. He smoked the entire way up and was totally okay. And it, it like it killed the rest of us because we're like, this guy is just like hacking darts the whole way and yeah. he's able to just it's you, you know what I mean when you see you see people like destroying their body. Yeah. And then they're just but they're still kicking your butt. So what do you mean destroy his body? Like is he is he is he like a superpower athlete or No, 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 no. I mean like like he was he's very active and I don't think yeah. he smokes anymore. But like he uh when I say that, like smoking cigarettes isn't good for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. like watching someone smoking cigarettes like hiking way faster than you and much better mood than you is hilarious that and is ironic. Hilarious. Yeah, that defies yeah, yeah, yeah. science. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I will say though that, um, yeah, yeah, he's, but he also trained for it as well. But then you have the local, uh, whether it's in Nepal or Tanzania, and these guys, um, it's you know, it's mostly men who are the porters or the Sherpa, who are climbing and living at these, like in Nepal, they're living at high altitude sometimes, and then Tanzania, they're doing multiple trips up Kilimanjaro a year. So they're acclimatized. Um, These guys, most of them don't feel anything when they're that high. They're just like cheerful and wonderful and they're fully adapted. So um, there's a lot to say about that too. There's so many aspects of it, but I don't like, I have to say I don't like high altitude. If you told me I never had to go above 12,000 feet again, I'd be like, that's fine. There's a lot of beautiful places that aren't lower than that. Yeah. (laughs) It's an, it's an adjustment for athletes too. Like, uh, you know, like when NBA teams come in to play like the Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. um, they might not be used to that altitude. Um, it's it's more physically challenging to play at that altitude if they're not accustomed to it, if they're coming from, you know, New Jersey or, or somewhere that's that's lower. So, um, you know, you're in good company. <laughs> have you, well, what's a high, how high have you been? Oh man, honestly, not that high. Like I haven't done anything I think the most, the highest I've been is like, you're going to laugh, like 6,000. I think I was in Gallup, New Mexico once. Yeah, that's like whatever, right? How high is Calgary? I've been to Calgary. Um, you know? I'm thinking like, so like, so, so I would, when you're in the mountains in like Canmore or Banff, you're mm-hmm. a few thousand feet up. I don't know exactly. I was just, I was just there okay. a month ago. I've been to Banff. Um, you have? Okay. I have. Um, Beautiful, Not right? way up. Oh my gosh! Like one of the most beautiful th- places beautiful. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but those mountains, I think, are between uh, eight to ten thousand feet, thirteen thousand feet. Okay. Um, 
yeah, they're not they're not except they're they're high to us. Yeah. But uh, when you look at the Himalayas, those are twice. Right. They're two three times the, the size. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a rookie yeah. with altitudes, so I, I probably wouldn't yeah. do well. I, I have a feeling I wouldn't do well. You don't think so? I don't think so. Probably not. You sound really healthy. I feel like you'd be okay. I try to be. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm resilient enough to stand to to stand that. So I I mean. I, there's only one way to know, but if I ever get her, it's not on my bucket list. Put it that way. <laughs> but, and do you have anything on your bucket list that you're in mountain wise that you'd want to do? Mountain hike? wise, or some a place that you'd want to hike or go to? Um, not offhand. No, I, I live around a lot of trails. I, I live. I'm. A, I'm a, I have a very simple existence. So I mean, I, I just kind of flow and and do my thing. I don't. Mm-hmm. My my definitely my bucket list was getting on those kayaks and I finally did that. That's something I have to do more. And I, I've learned that there's all kinds of different kayaking places around where I live that I just never really explored. And I drove two hours north, um, but mm. there's one like 30 minutes from here that is it's like a down river one, mm. um, which goes like there's one that's six miles and then there's another one that's 13 miles. And, and it gets, you know, it gets a little, uh, it's not like whitewater rafting necessarily, but it gets a little wild in some parts. And so I, I definitely want to try that, but just something I wanted to, to mention to you was, Mm -hmm. you know how you said you felt good when that sunlight hit Mm -hmm. you when you were at that altitude? I know you didn't feel good overall, but, but you noticed the sunlight and it was something Mm -hmm. that you remembered that, um, when we hit higher UV indexes and it hits our skin, um, we actually make nitrous oxide. And mm. so nitrous oxide is like a natural relaxant, right? So it almost acts like an, it's almost acts kind of like an opiate where you're just like chill, right? Like you took, uh, like you took some anxiety meds. Mm. And so that might be what you're feeling when you just remember that sun hit, hitting your skin at that altitude. I just, I meant to make a point of that. That's so cool. And, um, that's exactly what it felt like. Just that, mm-hmm. right? That, 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 yeah. that down, mind you, um, the sunlight doesn't give me, you know, doesn't give me night terrors like anti-anxiety meds do. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You've tried those? Uh, yeah, I have. I had, yeah, I had some dark times a couple of years ago. Really? So I tried a few different, yeah, honestly, I tried a few different ones just to get through. And, um, for me, it didn't work. I, I, I'm very pro you, you do, you do you and you take what yeah. you need to, yeah. whether it's anxiety, depression, whatever it be, may be for mental health. But for me, yeah. it got me through what I needed to. But, um, honestly, I know what I need to do. It's yeah. stay off, of, it's stay off my devices and screens. It's mm-hmm. go outside. It's move my body. It's drink water. It's eat properly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes way harder to do those things. Of course it than, is. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. You have to be deliberate. So you notice a mm-hmm. difference when you get off your devices. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, something for sure. And uh, I don't want to go down too deep of a rabbit hole, but I have like long-term concussion symptoms okay. and some vestibular issues. So if I'm looking at devices too much, like I'm really prone to headaches and kind of like a, almost like a vertigo kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, and was like reading a script earlier today and I just had to step out of my booth for a second because I'm like, oh my gosh, my head, I can't see straight. This, I just need to step out and go outside and go for a walk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really necessary to reset, uh, when I do those things, but again, much harder than it sounds. It's way, it's way easier to just 
you know, after work, um, sitting on the couch and just melting into the couch, turning something on a Netflix yeah. is way, way easier. Scrolling through Instagram, way, way easier than. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to preach that I live this like perfect, healthy life because that's not true in any no, way, shape, or form. No, that's it's not the flawed. impression you're giving at all. Right. No, no, definitely not. But yeah. I mean, my hope is, um, you know, you're dedicated to what you do and you're dedicated to wellness. And that's that's mm-hmm. why I'm excited to have you on because Thanks. Um, that's something that I think our listeners will benefit from. You know what I mean? Like these are the lifestyles we all need to adopt. And the fact that you get out so much and and you're deliberate about getting off your devices, I'm the same way. Like after a certain time, my phone will be going off. Like my wife and I, you know, we'll binge watch Netflix sometimes at night mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, my phone will be going off on the kitchen counter, like, you know, several feet behind us. And mm-hmm. and she's like, do you want to see who that is? I'm like, no, I don't care. <laughs> like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I've been looking at that thing all day. So, I mean, you have to be deliberate. Otherwise, you'll just be staring at it all day long. Like, we all do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they say it's the new cigarettes, right? Just staring at, staring at phones. And like, we have to do it. Um, it's part of our it's part of the business world now. If you're working somewhere, you need to have a phone. So, like, I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, we have to take steps to get away from it. Now, um, you know, you said you are you deal with long-term concussion symptoms and that, mm-hmm. that, you know, if that's a part of it, that's a part of it. But you also could have what's called a, an EMF sensitivity. Are, are you familiar with that? Uh, no, I don't even know what that is. So, electromagnetic fields. So, things right. like... <laughs> What? As I'm opening the drawer, writing this down and making a lot of noise. Oh, the oh, no, it's fine. I didn't, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's sensitivities to the different like radiation fields, low level radiation fields that we're all exposed to. We did an episode on this uh, oh, a cool. couple months ago with um, uh, a building biologist named Ryan Blazer. And I'll listen to it. Yeah, check it out. But it's cool. it's Wi-Fi, it's cell phones, it's even like different forms of our um, electricity can have different radiation fields that are measurable with meters. And some people have a sensitivity to it. We actually removed the Wi-Fi from our home like four years ago and had an electrician come in and just put in ethernet ports everywhere. So we don't use, we don't use Wi-Fi in our mm-hmm. home because I found it was affecting my sleep quality. And my wife felt the same way. And there's research out there that those different um, frequencies that Wi-Fi travels on actually interacts with the frequencies in our bodies and it can have melatonin suppressing properties. Some people get headaches from it. So when you said you get headaches, I was just thinking of that. Um, again, I know you have other things you're you're dealing with, so it could be the concussion stuff, but um, you might have a sensitivity to some of that. So I'm just something to consider. I'm listening. And also, you know, and just practicality's sake, I'm sure having an Ethernet is probably way better for your internet too. Well, it's faster. <laughs> you probably, you probably yeah. have way better connection anyway. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right? Yeah, it's easier and it's, and you know, it's more secure, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's not traveling through the air necessarily. So somebody driving by your street can't see, can't see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's something, cause think of it, like we're exposed to these radiation fields all day long. All day, yeah. And it has, it a lot of people feel fatigue from it. I know that I do. And that's one of the reasons why people like yourself and myself, if we are deliberate and get out in nature, we feel so different. Um, you know, people go to the beach and they just feel so good. And they're like, wow, it's just because I'm on vacation. It's not because you're on vacation. It's because you're standing on the earth. 
you're getting the um, magnetic fields from the earth, which are natural, which work with your body's rhythm. So there's, there's, there's natural frequencies in nature that we're supposed to be in tune with, but we've lost that because we don't really walk on the earth anymore. Mm. Um, we're holed up in our homes. We're always wearing shoes. I'm not advocating walking around barefoot. I'm not saying go to the store barefoot. I'm just saying that um, we're disconnected from nature. And so that's why I applaud people like yourself who get out there and are deliberate in getting into nature because you feel the benefits of it. It's like when people go camping or, or any of those things, they just feel better. And, there, you know, um, there's a there's a pattern that I see on my podcast. Let's take this outside because I talk to athletes, professional athletes, outdoor professionals, scientists, and the all, all of all the linking all the linking connections in there is the is the fact that everyone kind of loves nature in one aspect or another, right? Yeah. And every I would say the majority if this comes up have said I don't necessarily ne- notice the benefits of nature when I'm training or when I'm outside. It's when I'm spending too much time inside and I feel crappy. Yeah. That's what yeah. I notice. Like right. I remember here in Ottawa a couple weeks ago, um, we had these these wildfires in in Quebec just north of us, and we had some of the ha- most hazardous air quality in the world at one point in, in the day, and like they weren't advising us to go outside. Uh, and it was about two days of that, and I just remember being in a terrible mood. I was not well. I was not feeling good. I was like, this sucks. Or even if I'm busy with work and I, I haven't I haven't stepped outside an entire day, I'm like, why am I so m- mad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why am I sad? Why do I call yeah. it a dark cloud day? Why do I feel like I'm having a dark cloud day? It's ironic. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's cloudy out and getting out and uh, yeah, I, I don't mind even when it's cloudy out or raining out. I'm sure you've heard this this saying before. There's not bad weather, just bad layering. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. Or just bad clothing? No, <laughs> um, elaborate on that. Sure, sure. So a lot of people, especially who, who explore in the mountains, will say that. It's kind of like a common phrase. Mm-hmm. So because the weather can, you know, the weather can vary dra- dramatically. For example, this week in Jasper National Park in northern, um, in, in Alberta, it snowed a lot. And it's late June. Wow. Right? So there can be like just wild swings of weather. So essentially when I say you, it's, there's no bad weather, there's just bad layering, essentially what they're saying is you can prepare yourself for any type of weather depending on what layer, like you will ha- you should have a layer for that. Um, uh, so yeah. whether that's, you know, merino bases when it's really cold and having a rain, sh- or when it's rainy, having a rain shell and staying dry and staying warm, um, that, yeah, a lot of outdoor athletes and professionals say, uh, you can usually just layer and, yeah. and be able to take it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes I sense. I can't believe you've never heard that before. No, Welcome. no. Welcome I'm not, I'm not a, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I, I do more of my exercise indoors unless I'm biking. I do some biking, but, um, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as good at getting out to be active as you are. So that's why you're a bit of an inspiration for me that way. Oh, that's I need, so nice. I need I'm to do that more. I'm going to pressure you. I'm peer pressure. <laughs> Might <laughs> I'm not work. Pressure. I don't know. You can try. Um, peer pressure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool. Um, you know, I just think, uh, I, I always, I often wonder, like, I live in an urbanized environment now mm-hmm. and I like the conveniences of that. But the older I get, I wonder if that's something... I'll want to remove myself from and be somewhere a little more remote with a little more space. 
and mm-hmm. how I would fare in that environment. Do you ever see yourself doing that? Like, I know you live in Ottawa right now. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see yourself just like packing up, leaving the city life, just finding a cabin mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of the woods? Like, would you ever do that? Like permanently at this point, no. no. Um, because I'm a little, I've become a little bit of a city girl. I love walking, you know, there's a, I'm, a, I'm around a lot of nature. I'm right near a bike path. But I, I'm super lucky. I'm very privileged that way. I know that. But I may, I like walking to be able to get a great coffee or yeah. uh, walking to a restaurant. Mind you, I go to bed at like 8.45, so I'm not a partier. I don't wow. really drink. Like I don't, you know. I don't, what I time do you get soon. up? Uh, this morning, I like, I've been up at five lately. Okay. <laughs> to be okay. honest. 8.45, so. that's impressive. Well, like I'll like crawl into bed. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Are you just tired at 8.45? Is that? I'm just tired. Just tired. Just so yeah. tired. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't be at 34. I'm just so tired. <laughs> um, okay, your question. Oh, um, but I will say that I hope in my future when I'm older, I have a feeling that I'll retire and just play outside all the time. I have mm-hmm. outdoor friends who are retired who are like at like two o'clock on a Wednesday, be like, let's go for a bike ride. I'm like, I got work. I got work yeah. to do. Sometimes I can do it because I work for myself. So I am able yeah. to. But for the most part, but I'm, I'm inspired to be like them and to be able to play outside all the time. And they're in incredible shape. Yeah. Like that's what I aspire to. Would I love to live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and live off the land? Absolutely. It also takes a lot of work. That is yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but would I want to establish myself up to that point? Yes. And what I maybe want a partner to be able to do that with way easier that way too, I think. Yeah. So I haven't, I've not dreamed that far ahead, but all I know is that I want to be more active and more outdoors and be outdoors more with my age, especially when I'm retired. Yeah. I want to be one of those 65 year olds passing the 25 year olds. Yeah. Bike, yeah. Right. Well, like you're people- well on your way. Trying. It's slow. It's a lifelong effort. It's a long, it's a lifelong yeah. Um, sport and and yeah, an effort. So well, Jack Lalane used to see. Uh, he used to say, "Use it or lose it." As far as your muscles mm-hmm. and using, you know, working your body and moving your body. And I mean, that guy, um, that guy inspired me so much. Mm-hmm. Like even at a young age, and I didn't, I didn't whip myself into shape the first time I ever saw him. But um, I've always really embraced. Um, what that guy brought to the table as far as lifestyle and nutrition. You can watch videos mm-hmm. on the late, great Jack LaLanne, but like just the kind of, have you ever, are you familiar with him? No. Really? Okay. No. I'll, I'll send you, I'll, I'll yeah. text you uh, um, yeah. a video. You'll love it. Uh, you'll, okay. you'll like Take eat this up. You'll eat this up. Um, okay. Very inspiring. Uh, he died back in, I don't know, it was like 2013, I think, or something. He's been dead for a while now. Um, but, uh, you know, he lived to 96 and he lifted weights, I think up until the day he died, like every single day he would, uh, I won't tell you anymore. I'll just send you the video, but it's, it is why I think you'll, I think you'll really love it. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And I mean, please send it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, okay. Diet wise, how do you eat? Um, so I'll tell you my ideal diet when I feel best and I'll, then I'll tell you what sometimes that looks like. So I know I have sensitivity to dairy, so I can't, I can't eat cheese. I can't, I just stay away from dairy in general. Um, I generally try to eat, um, whole grains or sometimes I, I remove grains depends on how I'm feeling that week. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but like for in the morning, for example, I'll have like a, a beef protein um, smoothie in the morning with like banana and peanut butter, maybe some oatmeal um, or I'll do eggs. I love eggs. Great source mm-hmm. of protein. I eat a ton of eggs, cool. um, a lot of chicken, a lot of beef, some pork. Uh, try to eat as many vegetables as possible, rice, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes, Mm -hmm. love avocado, love good fats. Um, And sometimes, sometimes I put that, you know, throw that all to hell. And, you know, I went for a two, three hour bike ride. I'm like, I would love pizza. (laughs) I just love. Yep. I would love pizza. So um, I would say I I, 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 I eat well most of the time, I would say, is the... uh, um, is kind of where I, and it's more just about consistency and feeling good. Yep. So, um, and eating enough protein for myself and, uh, trying to move my body and trying to lift weights and, uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a whole, it's like a full-time job taking care of yourself. I, I give credit to people who have kids and who are able to have like 10% body fat. <laughs> like, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta take your kids with you when they're old enough. So like when I go biking in the morning, my son often comes with me. And, right. uh, yeah, and yeah. he, you know, he sleeps in a little bit cause he's at that age, but he's like, dad, wake me up. And I wake him up and he's like ready to go. So, um, you gotta, you gotta instill that into them, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely it's, it's, it's work trying to live well because it's easier to just go grab that slice of pizza. It's easier to just mm-hmm. go grab a, a soda or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it tastes good going down, but, um, you know what, there was a naturopath that I used to see years and years ago and he said uh he he said something that really stuck to me and he said look like i was battling some health issues at the time Mm -hmm. and he said um you want to eat well as often as you can as much as you can um but at the same time if you want to go to the ball game and have a hot dog and a beer Mm -hmm. go do that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it was like yeah, it's true. Like, you know, I don't eat hot dogs and I don't drink beer, but I mean, the point I think makes sense. And that, that goes to your, your point about the pizza. If you're taking care of yourself all the time and eating well, then you deserve that slice of pizza. So if you want to have that, you have that, because pizza's good. Who doesn't like pizza? Pizza's Am I right? I mean. Pizza's, pizza's the best. I just take yeah. some, some enzymes. It helps a bit. <laughs> Okay, nothing wrong with that. Digestive <laughs> enzymes, that's good. And I mean, I, I hope my, I hope our listeners don't crucify me here for saying that. Oh my that. God, am I, am I, I, am I rude? I'm so <laughs> no, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm the one that said it. Listen, pizza tastes yeah. good, but I can't really eat it because when it goes down, I don't, I don't do a ton of grains um, mm-hmm. only because I've had my share of digestive issues as well. So I find that paleo eating really helps me. So if I stick mm-hmm. to the proteins and like the complex carbs, like, like vegetables, fruits, stuff like that, mm-hmm. I do a lot better. I do grains in the morning. So I have oatmeal every single morning. So good. Um, yeah. yeah. Oatmeal or I have amaranth. You ever had amaranth? In things. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, do you ever okay. do buckwheat? You know, I don't like buckwheat as much. Mm-hmm. I do have it sometimes, very rarely. Um, I used to eat it more consistently, but um, I kind of phased it out of my life. I don't know. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, but yeah, I do. Yeah. What were you saying? I was just going to say, if you, um, if you, if there's a meal that they said you can only eat this meal the rest of your life, what would the meal be? Oh, for me? Yeah. That you like that tastes good, but also is healthy. That is healthy. Oh man. That's a good question. Um, 
Can you tell them a podcaster I'm asking you? (laughs) That's fine. I don't care. Ask away. I love it. I love it. That's what a collab is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're collabing. Um, Exactly. Um, Okay. I forget the brand name, but there are these beef burgers that I I was at a barbecue this weekend, this past weekend, and uh, um, it was like a bring your own food kind of thing, and I I grilled these burgers. They come in a box. They're like... Mm -hmm. Really expensive. I forget the brand name. I'll, I'll send it to you when I see okay. it at the at the store next. But a six pack is like twenty bucks. Like it's insane. That's twenty U.S. dollars. Okay. To be fair, though, that's like a hundred Canadian. But yeah, like, to I be know. fair though, food is also wildly expensive right now. Sidebar. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It is stupid yeah. expensive, especially like healthy food. Mm-hmm. Um. So these are like free range, hormone free. <laughs> Uh, beef burgers, like everything, yeah. everything yeah. raised right, right? Like they probably yeah. killed the cows humanely. However, that's done. I don't know. They read them a poem before. Yeah, they right? read them like, a poem. <laughs> they gave them they, a blanket. They pet yeah, them, they, and then yeah, they yeah. shot them. No, I don't know. So, <laughs> so these burgers are phenomenal. They're almost like a sweetness to them. Oh I've never God. had another burger like this before. <laughs> And we go to like, we go to these like burger parlor type places around town, me and me and my, my family on occasion. And we've had some really good burgers here where we live, but, um, but nothing beats these burgers. And when I make them at home, um, my family's like, yeah, these are, these are the best. Like these kill any burger place we've ever been to ever. And so that might be that that might be what I have as my last meal. Like, wait, wait, do you put on like, are you putting like a whole, like a white bun on it? Are you putting like a gluten free? Are you putting uh is it like a lettuce wrap? Like what's the situation here? It's really good. It. Okay. It's really good as a lettuce wrap. Honestly, if you get okay. like, uh, if you get um, like organic um, iceberg lettuce, it's really good, but I could have it on a gluten free bun too, if I'm going to splurge. Mm-hmm. So if it's like my last meal, I'll probably just have it on a wheat bun because who cares, right? Who cares what happens, right? Yeah. That's my last no, meal. Do, do white. You do might as well. Steal yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. White. white. Like white wheat. Who cares? Like like the most, um, bl- what do they call it? Blanched flour imaginable. Put them on, like hundred percent blanched. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent blanched. Who cares? Yeah. There's nothing left. It's just like white, white, white texture. Yeah. So that that might be so good though. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'll, again, I'll send you the brand. Maybe you have it up there. I don't know. May, maybe. I don't know. Uh, very quick. Like how like food is out of control here when it comes to ex- expenses. It's really? insane. I don't know how it is down there. But it is. It's like a, it's, it's, it's a whole it's a whole thing right now. It is not good. It is not a good thing. People are really upset. Yeah. No, it's, it's bad here too. Like our grocery bills have... I don't want to say doubled, but they're at least mm-hmm. a third, a third higher than they were um, yeah. easily, maybe even 50% higher. Even, um, even adjusting to things like, you know, I'm buying, you know, buying frozen fruit and vegetables sometimes instead of fresh, just because it was is like it kale cheaper? for, is like it kale for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kale, for example, here it is like kale. I'll, if I'm just putting on a smoothie or like throwing in a stir fry, I'll just buy it frozen. Like it doesn't really. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're not having it raw. If you're going to cook it, it doesn't it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. No, I it's it's crazy here too. It I don't know if it could be worse up there. Um yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely noticeable here and it's been noticeable since like since all that inflation stuff happened after COVID. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's when I noticed it. Um, now I want a burger so badly. <laughs> 
See, I told you. It sounds good. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I'll send you the brand. Go look for it. Okay. You, you have to send me a lot of things. I hope you're right. Yeah. I know. I, I got to make some notes. No, I'll remember. I'll, what was the other thing I was supposed to send you? I forget. Well, now. I'm listening to the Ryan episode and you have to send me okay. the gentleman you were talking about who lived a really long, healthy life that you, he, he. Oh, got it. Got it. Jack LaLanne. Yeah, definitely. Jack, I'll yeah. send that. I'll send that. And yeah. um, so would you, um, it'd be great if you came back and hung out with us one time. Would you do that, Marianne? I would hang out with you any day. This okay, is cool. Okay, no, this was fun. This was fun. Um, I hope we didn't, between me wearing sunscreen and talking about <laughs> eating pizza, I've like completely just, just destroyed your pocket. <laughs> hey, I don't know talking where. About eating white bread? Yeah, I'm like, no kidding. I'm the devil. I am the devil. Mike. Well, I'm the one that brought it up. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this will be the last podcast. Everybody will unsubscribe after all this, all this terrible nutritional advice. Well, y'all know we're just playing, right? Y'all know we're just playing. We oh, we best. we're into the natural stuff here and and the healthy stuff and and Marianne is as as well. So, um, mm-hmm. Marianne, thanks for being here. And then just tell everybody about your podcast. What where sure. where can they find you? Sure. Uh, let's shake this outside. Ca is the website, but you can find me on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts. You can absolutely find it. Um, and you can maybe in the show notes, put my social medias. That'd be really nice. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll yeah. definitely do that. And uh, thanks for being here. We're out of here. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us, Marianne. Thanks, Mike. Cool. Marianne Iveson from Let's Take This Outside. Uh, that's it for today. So thanks for hanging out with us. Check us out at naturalmanpodcast.com and subscribe to us if you haven't already. I'm Mike C. Stay healthy. The Natural Man Podcast. Check us out. Naturalmanpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.